We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I talk with David Fironis here. He covers the Dolphins for the Sun Sentinel. He is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. What do we know, David? I'll start with Vic Fangio. Fangs. We are big fans of Fangs. I don't know about him, uh, but we like the nickname. Um, So from what we saw, he was interviewing with the Dolphins yesterday. Uh, Do we know where the interview took place, if it took place, how it went? Uh, I think all those interviews uh, take place at Dolphins facilities at Dolphins headquarters. So uh, I I believe it would be just like – any uh, like the head coach interview rounds that were made last year, all of the above. So, um, yeah, uh, no word on uh, on how it went. What, but uh, we know he is one of Mike McDaniel's targets. Uh, McDaniel, that's the guy he he wanted last year uh, as he was coming in, but uh, ultimately uh, it, it worked out where uh, Josh Boyer was a retain, and then uh, we saw that one this year, and then now uh, the Dolphins are looking for the coordinator again. So. Uh, Fangio would be my top target. Uh, so I'm on board with you and uh, a fan of Fangs. <laughs> and you, like you just said, you think Fangs the answer? Because Boyer had him, you know, top 10 two years ago and the year before that, actually. And then now it fell off. You don't think the fall off was become because of ability and, and injuries? Because Byron Jones is out, Brandon Jones is out. You know, there was a bunch of injuries in that secondary. We were playing unrestricted free agents. Fangs can take those guys and take them back to the top? Yeah, I think probably when you look back at this season, it's it's twofold. Uh, sure, yeah, there were a lot of those ready-made excuses. I mean, Byron Jones, you never had him. That's a lot of what Josh Boyer wants to do is being able to have those corners that you just leave on an island and then you free up extra defenders. You know, we always talk about how uh, he loves to bring those exotic blitzes even from the safety position. And, uh, he didn't really do all that much, but uh, kind of since Boyer was, was sort of a, a one-trick pony in that way and that he, he didn't uh, make adjustments to uh, – to having different uh, things that he could do with his defense and, and look for, for different ways to run an effective defense. And uh, end of the day, uh, the big question for Boyer going into this past season was always going to be, can he do it without the backing of Brian Flores? He always had Brian Flores to lean on in, in the previous seasons. Uh, Flores, we know, has a defensive background, and they go way back together, uh, going back to their New England days together. So, uh, that was really Boyer's first chance to, uh, to be given a key to the defense solely. And then uh, we saw that uh, the defense was uh, second to last in takeaways and uh, upper 20s it ranked in a lot of other categories. So uh, it really, uh, yeah, there were excuses. There were a lot of injuries. Osbo, Brandon Jones, never having Byron Jones, Nick Needham. But uh, also the adjustments throughout the season to what he did have available didn't seem to be made uh, outside of a few uh, key examples, but uh, not consistently enough. It was a uh, a great question. I read this on the show yesterday. There was a great question that was tweeted to you yesterday, which was, will Tua be cleared for action by time for the Pro Bowl games? 
Do, do we, because in, in the Twitter answer, you said, you know, we don't get daily updates anymore because he's not playing. Do you have any idea? Yeah, right now I do not know where he stands in in concussion protocol. Uh, last we heard it, he still wasn't cleared to to uh, practice on the field. Now, if you ask me, if the Pro Bowl games are just uh, this uh, this glorified uh, flag football game, or not even glorified, just actually a flag football game, then uh, <laughs> I feel like you don't need to get through five stages of, of concussion protocol to play in that. I don't think there is anything in the NFL rules uh, to specifically state where a, a player needs to be in the protocol to be allowed to play flag football. But uh, I say if, if, if he's able to, to play and, and willing to uh, let him go, go back out there. But um, I don't know if he will, given that, well, I mean, he is essentially going to be that first alternate because both of the remaining AFC quarterbacks, one of them's, uh, you know, they're both in the Pro Bowl and one of them's got to go to the Super Bowl. So, Essentially, Tua has uh, has clinched that spot, so uh, that'll be something to watch going into Pro Bowl weekend. But that wouldn't that be a bad look? Because we talked about it yesterday. I yeah. didn't think it was realistic till now. We're speaking about it. Wouldn't that be a bad look? Like people are talking about this guy should never play football again, and now he's out there running around with his friends playing in the backyard. Like shouldn't he be somewhere? I don't know, drinking kombucha. You got to rip the bandaid off, man. But, yeah, well, yeah, but probably for for um, for, for his own right. Yeah, he, he should just call it a season. The season's over, and uh, couldn't play in the last three games due to to concussion protocol. Don't go playing in the Pro Bowl. Um, so I think he would still get credit for being a Pro Bowler once you are the first alternate, and then you you get in. But then if you can't go either, then they go to the next guy, and uh, so uh, I think that'll work out for for him uh, in that regard. But. Uh, aside from that, yeah, I, I agree with you uh, on the optics of it in itself. But uh, also, a flag football game is just like a, a non-contact uh, practice too. So if uh, if he were to be cleared to be able to do that by now, then then why not just play a flag football game that's an exhibition for the fans? I was uh, I was saying yesterday he should play with a helmet on. Everybody else has no helmet, and he plays with a like, big concussion helmets on. Just better optics, Crowder. There's the optics you're looking for. Look at how seriously he's taking head injuries. Um, there you go. When it when it comes to quarterback, because I think we've talked to you, Chris Greer was pretty clear that two is going to be the quarterback next season, and and I like that. Is there any thought that the Dolphins would be in the market for Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers, or even Lamar Jackson? Right. I don't see it personally. I know why the question comes up because even though the Dolphins made a similar proclamation early last offseason, then you still see them, well, they were proven to have uh, continued to tamper with uh, Tom Brady uh, last offseason uh, once the uh, the violations came down and the, and the ruling came down from the NFL where uh, the tanking allegations were uh, – were unfounded, but uh, but then the the league did say that the uh, the tampering allegations were true, and even noted the the Dolphins doing it as recently as 2022 with Tom Brady. So, uh, so will they stay true to their word? I feel like it just also makes sense uh, with Tua, given his rookie contract. It's you're going into year four of that four year rookie contract, and then uh, the bigger question becomes a fifth year option. Do you want to do that? This offseason, and then uh, get him for the 22 million number uh, for for the fifth year. I wouldn't go as far as doing some long term extension uh, right now because you need to see him stay healthy. But uh, his play when he was healthy, I feel like did earn to a 
this next season. And then uh, I would more so look at uh, what veteran option you might want as a backup quarterback, uh, whether you're bringing Teddy Bridgewater back or you're looking at another uh, veteran to be that QB2, or if you think even Skylar Thompson could be elevated to QB2 uh, right now after uh, he, he played in a playoff game. So uh, I would personally like another veteran to to back up Tua and then be ready in the instance where Tua gets hurt again and uh, and then have Skyler as a, as a, a third quarterback option uh, again after uh, he got into some games as a rookie. And, and to that point, can you – like, I'm with you. I said that too. I don't think Teddy's here. I think they bring in another veteran. But do you bring in a guy good enough to compete with Tua? Because it's that fine line of bringing – like, if you bring in a, you know, Fitzpatrick again and we see him, you know, Tua – uh, you know, um, his shoe falls off and he has to leave for a series and the guy goes in and balls and now there's that quarterback controversy. Do they want to bring in a guy good enough to Miami to create a quarterback controversy, David, or do they want to bring in a guy good enough to finish a game if Tua can't play? Yeah, I think the latter. I think you want to bring in a guy that's reliable, a veteran, a uh, guy who's, who's got some games under his belt to be his backup. And uh, everyone wondered the same thing when Teddy Bridgewater was brought in because he was a starter the, the past two seasons, has been a starter with the Vikings, uh, was a top backup uh, behind Drew Brees in New Orleans. But uh, everyone wondered, well, could Teddy Bridgewater even uh, be better than Tua? And then well, when Teddy got on the field, then I, I think we saw that the, the offense ran much more efficiently uh, with Tua running it. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I think you're looking at, at someone to, to back him up and, and not necessarily uh, compete with him. Uh, going into 2023. David Fironis from the Sun Sentinel is with us. Give a letter grade to Mike McDaniel for his first season. Now that we've, you know, been through it all, playoffs have come and gone, you can really look back on the season. What's the what's the letter grade? Hmm, a letter grade uh Maybe I go uh, in the B minus range. Uh I, I think he he did a lot with the offense. He worked a, uh, a lot of wonders for for Tua unlocked uh, a lot of things in his game. So that was a big thing that the Dolphins wanted in, in this hire when they made it uh, almost a year ago to the date. So uh, I, he was successful in that regard, uh, worked the offense well. Now uh, we did see a lot of the, the mishaps in game management, which really came to fruition in the wild card playoff game against Buffalo. Uh, so sometimes maybe taking too much pride in uh, that offensive genius that we know him to be. And then, uh, where he's looking for the perfect play instead of just the play that you need in that moment and uh, and being quick and timely with those decisions. So I think that's where uh, you need to see him make some some improvements. Uh, a, a lot of the game flow stuff, like uh, like challenging calls, he was zero for his first five before finally uh, having a successful challenge. So those are some of the uh, first year head coach pickups that he needs to now get over and. Uh, now he'll go ahead and make a, 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 an offseason of uh, his own hires after uh, doing so on the offensive side, more so on the defensive side. He's going to get to hire this defensive coordinator after uh, retaining Boyer for, as a holdover from the Brian Flores era, and then now uh, he'll have his fingerprints on that decision. So now we'll really get to judge him on, uh, on, on more uh, deeper things uh, in his head coaching tenure. And there was a rumor about uh, Saquon Barkley. Could they make a big splash? Like, do they need to make another big splash in free agency? Because, like, Saquon, I would love it. Saquon's a monster. But they just had Tyreek, you know. I guess they get a little money back because I don't expect Mike Gusecki to be here this year. But can they 
can they and should they go out there and try to like get another big name, another big contract to get this thing, you know, over the edge when they have their window? Because you know, David, they are, everybody has a little window, and I think the Dolphins have a little window right now. They got to capitalize on. Hey, as a player, I, I love Saquon Barkley too. I know general manager Chris Greer is not worried about the the cap restraints and the flexibility. Uh, the team can always uh, clear some of that up. Uh, executive Brandon Shaw will re- the restructuring deals looking for some trade partners. Uh, the, uh, surely there will be some contracts that, that get cut. You can uh, save money with the extend Christian Wilkins, then uh, backload some of that uh, money, and then uh, in the short term, uh, it, it works better uh, against the cap going into this next offseason. Uh, so there's a lot of things that the team can do to clear up the cap space. It won't be the, the number that's $16 million under the cap that, that you stand at currently, but uh, so then it becomes a matter of where do you want to prioritize uh, what you do free up? Uh, do you need to uh, look to upgrade an inside linebacker or cornerback? Uh, find yourself a replacement at tight end that fits uh, the system better. Uh, at running back, could you run it back with a uh, uh, Raheem Mostert-Jeff Wilson combination, which uh, although the Dolphins didn't run the ball as much for the, the totals in, in rushing that maybe you want, uh, the, the the combo was pretty uh, efficient, especially that second half of the season that they were together. And there are two guys that know Mike McDaniel's system well from San, from San Francisco. And uh, when you look at the season rushing totals, you also have to count for the first half where uh, Chase Edmonds was part of that mix and uh, and didn't really mesh well with the system, with the offense. Uh, the wide zone was something new to him. He was more um, uh, inside zone his whole career. So, then uh, you really look at that second half and you think, hey, it could be more affordable to uh, to go with some option like that. Maybe bring back one, look for a slight upgrade at the other, and then determine, okay, do you want to do your big spending? Looking for a running back like Saquon or uh, keeping what you have at running back and then maybe you could use that some of that money uh, upgrading at different positions of need. But the, the basic expectation is there's not going to be a huge, splashy offseason. They got rid of Josh Boyer. They're going to hire a defensive coordinator. And probably the and, – and we don't expect him to be in the market for a quarterback if we believe Chris Greer, I do. Uh, so is, is the biggest maneuver, you know, getting Christian Wilkins extended? Like, you're not expecting – if they were in the market for Saquon Barkley, that would be a surprise. Yeah, probably so. So, I mean, I would think some small tweaks. I think a lot of the, the big splash moves have already been made, which last offseason signing a Toronto Armstead, trading for Tyreek Hill at the trade deadline, trading for a Bradley Chubb. So probably more so the smaller moves and the tweaks with maybe the potential of one bigger splash-type move if enough is cleared and the, and the situation's right. All right. There you go, David Fioronis, Sun Sentinel. We appreciate it. We'll keep an eye open. Fangs, is that the the number one target? We think that'll get done. Yeah, well, that that's my number one target. I, I, I'm leaning towards. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic. Yeah, I'm I'm saying yes. But the other the other targets are, are some good guys too. Between uh, uh, Chris Richard, uh, Sean Desai, uh, and uh, Anthony Campanelli as an uh, internal uh, target is up there as well. So. Uh, but Fangio would obviously be the, the top choice uh, in that group. Well, David, help us out, man. You know we're gamblers. Who, who's who's winning this weekend? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, so uh, I, I'm going with uh, with Bengals in the AFC, and uh, and I, I was torn earlier this week with the Eagles 49ers, but uh, I'm going with the Eagles, especially after seeing uh, 
what they did coming off the bye, uh, uh, and the, the long travel for San Francisco, go, going to Philly and losing three hours, uh, and also playing a day later than Philly. So I'll go with uh, with the Eagles to, to win at home and, and get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think those are our picks, the Eagles and the Bengals, right? And then, there we go. I think I like the Bengals to win the Super Bowl in that matchup, by the way, if it came to that. Anyway, putting the, uh, the cart in front of the horse there, David. I think I'm trying to read the tea leaves a little too early. All right, David Fiorona. <laughs> David Fiorona is from the Sun Sentinel. Thanks, David. <laughs> Always appreciate it, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.